the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Hour number two on AM 14. The answer is underway. Thanks so much for being with us. It is a free-for-all Friday this sixth morning of the eighth month of the year of our Lord 2021. I've got free-for-all Friday phone calls uh, available to you right now until 1035 when we talk with Christina Hagen uh, with uh, her reaction to the COVID-19 news of the day, the new lockdowns that are on the way, the new masking orders that are on the way. By the way, did I share with you, I don't think I did yesterday, I wanted to share with you Rand Paul, who um, this is kind of a two-purpose video that he recorded. Purpose number one was to promote his Rumble account, you know, his Rumble uh, um, uh, channel, because he, like so many others, have been uh, uh, banned and shadow banned and censored from using YouTube to post videos. So Rand Paul is moving over to Rumble, and he made that announcement here, but it was in the context of telling the truth about masks. You see, it was a mask video commentary that he did that YouTube took down and flagged for misinformation because he's talking about the reality that masks don't do squat. And I'm talking about typical masks, the cloth masks, the surgical masks, the paper masks, all these ridiculous things that everybody tells you, oh, you have a mask on. Now you're safe, and now uh, other people are safe from your germs. This is great. Come on in. Doctors have even said they're useless unless they're the N95 masks. Absolutely useless. Anyway, Rand Paul did a video about that. YouTube took it down and said it's misinformation, so he got a new video promoting his rumble feed saying go follow him there which is fine because he's always got a lot of very interesting and usually exactly spot on points to make um but i want you to hear this for the mask issue as well as we face this next you know we're 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 right in line are we not are we pretty much right in line to follow the same playbook as last summer 
You know, it starts out with with smaller restrictions and starts to grow into bigger ones, and eventually it's going to be full-on lockdown only. Even if you're vaccinated and masked, you can't come out of your home, your domicile, unless you are an essential worker working in an essential job, you know, like a hospital or uh, a clinic or uh, a McDonald's, you know, or a Home Depot. Those things all stay open during essential workers only. But uh, at any rate, here's Rand Paul with the truth about masks. Recently, I shared a video on my YouTube page. It was an interview between myself and a journalist where we discussed a variety of topics, including the science behind wearing masks. Apparently, because I dared to contradict Dr. Fauci and the government, YouTube has removed my video. If you want to see the video, it's up on Rumble.com. Rumble.com does not censor the news. YouTube said the video violated their policy because of my comments on masks and that they don't allow videos that contradict government's guidance on COVID. YouTube may be a private entity, but they're acting like an arm of the government, censoring those who present an alternative view to the science deniers in Washington. People like Dr. Fauci, who have lied to the American people time and time again about masks. Here's the thing. What I said in that video is actual science. Most of the masks you get over the counter don't work. They don't prevent infection. Saying cloth masks work when they don't actually risks lives, as someone may choose to care for a loved one with COVID while only wearing a cloth mask. This is not only bad advice, but also potentially deadly misinformation. What I said in the interview that YouTube censored is the truth. It's fact. If you want to hear exactly what I said, go ahead and check out the video on my Rumble channel. The channel's name is Rand Paul. Here's some of the science for the YouTube science deniers. A Danish study of 6,000 participants found that wearing a surgical mask did not significantly reduce a person's risk of COVID-19 infection compared to the risks facing those who did not wear masks. A Vietnamese study of 1,600 participants found that cloth masks allow for 97% penetration of particles the same size as the virus. This study also found that cloth mask wearers had a higher rate of infection than the control group who wore no masks. Now, when it comes to N95 masks, I have always said that those do work. Dr. Fauci knew that too, which is why he originally lied to the public and said that the masks don't work. He feared not enough health workers would be able to buy N95 masks if the public were buying them. He justified his lies by explaining that he was trying to shape human behavior. Like so many Fauciism, he lies to us for our own good, or so he believes. Ask any doctor or nurse what mask they wear when they go into a COVID patient's room. Only an N95 mask because the other masks don't work. Trying to shape human behavior isn't the same as following the actual science, which tells us that cloth masks don't work. Censorship by YouTube is very dangerous as it stifles debate and promotes groupthink, where the truth is defined by people with a political agenda. If you want unfiltered news, go to rumble.com. And there you have it. Uh, that's uh, Senator Rand Paul. Uh, it's an extraordinarily important message. He is right every time the left tells you to follow the science, as, which is why you need the vaccine. Follow the science, which is why you need to mask up. Follow the science, which is why you need to get the vaccine and wear a mask anyway. Follow the science. Every time they tell you that, they've got no science behind it it's just like the the the, uh, excerpt i read to rob walgate 
from the ODH website. That's the Ohio Department of Health website trying to tell you that if you have had COVID-19 and recovered, your antibodies, your natural immunity, your body's natural reaction, its human function of recognizing the virus that it had just been attacked by and building antibodies to fight it off the next time it sees it or even one of its variant cousins, that it doesn't work as well as the scientists in some lab who put together a non-vaccine vaccine. It's a, Remember that. Moderna, those are not vaccines. The Johnson & Johnson one carries that actual label because they do use uh, dead uh, uh, a viral load uh, to, you know, to inject into you so that your body can look at it and say, okay, I'm going to fight that off. But, the, but nonetheless, none of them are effective or as effective, rather, as they said they were, considering the fact that the variant is still infecting people who have been vaccinated. What it's not infecting is people who have natural immunity because they've gotten sick already. The Ohio Department of Health website, myth, natural immunity is better than vaccine immunity. Fact, evidence shows immunity provided by the COVID-19 vaccines outlasts natural immunity. Where's that evidence, ODH? Where's that evidence, CDC? You provide and offer none of it. Instead, it uses just, you know, fancy words, not even fancy words, but just, you know, over-the-top um, uh, uh, adjectives to describe the remarkable vaccines. Of the two paths to immunity, they write, vaccine versus infection, vaccination is much better, not just because it avoids unnecessary illness and deaths that can be expected from illnesses with COVID-19, but because vaccination with the remarkable vaccines we have available in the United States appear to elicit a more consistently strong and lasting immune response. That's not science. That's an ad. That's an advertisement. That's ad copy. Let's talk about actual science. The same day that that came out on the ODH website, this came out, August 1st, so five days ago. Another study. Antibody responses following SARS-CoV-2 infection more potent than vaccine-elicited ones. Researchers in the United States have conducted another study showing the difference between antibody evolution or the difference in antibody evolution following vaccination against severe acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2, between people who have not been previously affected with the virus and those who have. The SARS-CoV-2 virus is the agent and res- agent responsible for the ongoing coronavirus disease 2019 pandemic that has now claimed the lives of more than 4.2 pe- uh, million people, etc., globally. The team from the Rockefeller Rockefeller University in New York found that between a first, prime, and second booster shot of either the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine, the memory B cells of infection-naive individuals produced antibodies that evolved increased neutralizing activity against SARS-CoV-2. However, no additional increase in the potency or breadth of this activity was observed thereafter. The researchers say the findings suggest that boosting vaccinated individuals would elicit a quantitative increase in neutralizing activity, but not the qualitative advantage against the variants produced when convalescent individuals are concerned. Convalescent. Convalescent. That means you and me. Convalescing means to heal, to improve, to recover. Those of us who have convalesced, those of us who have recovered from COVID-19, have far more natural immunity than you can get out of any one or multiple ones of those needles. Period. Those syringes. 
Your body knows how to better how to how to do this rather better than anybody uh, working in those labs can, which is one of the reasons why, by the way, uh, why it, it still does not have FDA approval. It's still being distributed under only emergency authorization. But this study isn't even it's the only one of its kind. When you're looking at the science, look at the Cleveland Clinic study. I read that study to you a few months ago in which the Cleveland Clinic admitted that it is wholly unnecessary to vaccinate people who have recovered from COVID-19 because they already have natural immunity. And, in fact, other studies have shown that it can do damage. You take a vaccine, an artificial vaccine, an artificial non-vaccine vaccine, pump it into somebody that already has natural antibodies fighting off any semblance of that uh, you know, car, uh, SARS or COVID virus that might come in, um, that overload can be very, very dangerous to people. So for these vaccine passports, I heard one doctor for the first time yesterday, and I think I brought this up yesterday, because I, I take it back, I think I heard it Wednesday, and I brought it up yesterday. For the first time, I had a doctor, I just wish I could remember his name, but he was on Fox and Friends in the morning, and he's the first one to say what I have been begging people to say, that we need to stop talking about vax versus non-vax, or vaccinated versus unvaccinated, and talk about immune versus non-immune. If you want to do something to, uh, you know, promote, uh, you know, uh, uh, vaccinations, stop telling people that the the be all end all is to get vaccinated, vac- vaccinated rather, and you don't have to wear masks because you do because the vaccine is not as effective as they want you to believe it is, particularly against the variant. Whereas the non-vaccinated but previously infected, meaning the convalescing, the recovered COVID patients, have a much stronger natural immune response. So what they need to start calling people, rather than vaccinated versus unvaccinated, is immune versus non-immune. That takes us well past, quote, herd immunity that they talked about. 160, 170 million people have been vaccinated with at least one dose. Around 40 to 50 million people have recovered from COVID-19 and have the natural immunity. You take that together, you got around 200, 210 million people who have been vaccinated in this country, far past the 50, 60, 70% herd immunity they told us we needed before we can quote-unquote go back to normal. All right, it's 1021, but I want to get a couple in here real quick. John and Chardon, thanks for your patience. John, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, morning, Bob. Morning. Uh, a couple things. Your your kids at college. I would assume your daughter at Hillsdale. There's no problem with masking. If I know Hill Hillsdale, you are correct. But, there's no masking, and uh, the president of of Hillsdale, Dr. Larry Arn, has announced to the student body, we are not changing anything. And if they try to force us to, by way of the uh, the uh, tyrannical governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer, he said they have dozens of lawsuits locked and loaded and ready to be filed. They will not yeah, be intimidated, good. and they will not be uh, they will not be forced uh, into uh, canceling classes masking or anything else yeah now how about your son at ball state yeah, that, that um, may be a different story. They, huh? Well, it is, it is, and it isn't. Um, I mean, certainly they don't do. Nobody does it like quite like Hillsdale, Hillsdale does it. But what I think, uh, what I'm I'm happy about right now is that Ball State uh, is willing to allow students to continue to come to campus without being vaccinated. They are telling 
non-vaccinated students that they're going to have to wear masks in classes. Um, and this is largely because it's an agreement among all of the schools in the Mid-American Conference. The MAC has decided that this is what we're going to do as a conference. We're going to say vaccinated players and vaccinated students can go on about without anything, without any mask coverage, but non-vaccinated do have to. There are no threats to telling them you have to get vaccinated in order to come to campus like there are at Ohio State and some other places. But they are at least putting in the max the mask uh, requirement, which I completely disagree with. But, but like I said, well, it's it's better than what we're seeing at some of the universities. Yeah, sure. Now you know I get uh, I send I get a bunch of mail you know requesting money for candidates and so on, and I'll, you know if I like somebody, I'll send them some money. And as a result, I get deluged with stuff, you know. And, you know, there's these, like one here, a police officer saved a girl's life. This guy was going to stab her. Hey, hey John, it sounds, like police... you've got a story. it sounds like you've got a story to tell that we're in the middle of that I don't really have time to finish because it's already 1024. So I'm going to ask you to call me back next week. Thank you so much for the call about uh, colleges and universities. And, yeah, if you're a parent of a college student, I know there are some horror stories out there about get, even getting back on campus. Fortunately, uh, my kids aren't dealing with those right now, and that's a good thing. Hopefully it is uh, positive for you as well. We'll be right back. Okay, 1028. Let's get a couple more in here on this free-for-all Friday. Bruce is in Medina. Hi, Bruce. You're on the air. Go ahead, sir. Hello, Bob. Hey, uh, another uh, uh, great show today. I, I really enjoyed listening to uh, your, your comments about the Cleveland Clinic study and also uh, Rand Paul's uh, summary. But I wanted to call up today to talk uh, quickly about the uh, uh, McFan, Medina County friends and neighbors. Oh, yeah. Is it that time? Is that time of the month again? Well, it's it's August fourteenth. So that was awkwardly. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was awkwardly phrased. What I mean is that twice a month, McFan holds meetings. So it's that (laughs) it's this particular time in our month that (laughs) boy, oh boy, yeah. Sometimes unintended. <laughs> I'm sorry. So hey, yes, there's a meeting tomorrow. Fun, though. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It just dawned on me what I said and how it kind of came out. So anyway, there is a month, a bi-monthly meeting coming up for Medina County friends and neighbors. Let's talk about it from that standpoint. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Bruce. Correct. And it's it's August 14th. Not this not this Saturday because sometimes there's three weeks between them. Yeah. And the the guest speaker is Michelle Serino. And she's a firearm self-defense and situational awareness uh, person. She will be there. So Second Amendment, I'll say also. She will be the speaker on the 14th. And and a big note, on September 25th, McFan is going to be celebrating their 13th anniversary. Wow. And Peter Kirschnow will be the guest speaker for the 13th anniversary. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he's going to be talking about the uh, you know, 1776, critical race theory, 1619, sure. and all those things. But I do appreciate uh, you letting me uh, make sure the people don't come to McFan this, this Saturday. Yeah, that would be tomorrow. So no event tomorrow. Uh, so we're talking about next Saturday, the 14th. So it's, I'm glad you Correct. clarified that. Yeah, I'm glad you clarified that. We don't want anybody to go out there and be disappointed. Uh, so great information. And I'm sure we'll talk to either you or Lisa next week to uh, learn more about that event. 
Absolutely. Take care. Have a great Thank day. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you. Appreciate it. God bless. Uh, okay, it's 1030. We'll get our news break here. We'll come back. We're going to talk more about this, more. And by the way, I'm, 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 I'm not really kidding. I, I want to have an antibodies party. I do. I kind of mentioned it off the cuff to Rob uh, Walgate, who you know recovered from COVID in November. I recovered in October. Everybody in my family would be at that party because they all recovered. Um, there are a lot of us, and we are immune, and we don't need vaccines to become immune. God took care of that for us when we recovered from this vaccine. The moment I said that off the cuff to Rob Walgate, I started getting messages. I got no less than four text messages from four different places, people saying, let's do it. Let's have this party. Um, I'm going to have to put some thought into this. But I think it would be a great way to call attention, especially if we can get a lot of people to it, call attention to the fact that people who have recovered are already immune and do not need vaccines. We'll we'll ponder that. And if you want to join that, too, maybe you can let me know so we can kind of see what kind of an appetite there is for it. We'll be back after the news with Christina Hagan. Attention, social justice warriors. If you're looking for a safe space where your delicate ears won't be offended, this isn't it. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. You know, I've been meaning to respond to that Charlie Kirk promo uh, for a bit now. Um, I disagree. It's not as if Facebook is under uh, control of the federal government. I think Facebook thinks it is a part of the federal government. I do. I think Zuckerberg... And his team of algorithm writers feels as if they are on the same level as the federal government. That's what they've basically been led to believe. The government's saying, we're going to partner with you here. We want only information that we want to get out to get out. Uh, and we're relying on you to make that happen. And so Facebook is working almost in tandem with them, not being taken over by them. Um, it's kind of an amazing thing. Mark Zuckerberg, the, the Harvard dropout who built this, this, uh, thing, uh, what's it been 20 years ago now? Uh, excuse me, who built this thing has as much power to control information. He and Jack Dorsey, the C- uh, CEO and founder of Twitter, they have as much power to control information, maybe along with Jeff Bezos, who runs the Amazon servers and so forth, um, as anybody ever has in the history of, of humankind. Don't you think about that? They have that much power. They are as powerful as the federal government. Uh, that's a staggering thing. We used to talk about the fourth estate and the responsibility of the press to provide fair and, and unbiased coverage of what is going on to inform the American people. Now that has been completely replaced, especially since a significant percentage of Americans say they don't get their news from t- uh, TV news anymore. They get it from their social media uh, uh, sites. That's a staggering thing to think about. All right. Sorry, got a little little bit of a tangent there, but I wanted to respond to that because it's very important as we talk about free speech. That's why I'm the National Communications Director for Citizens for Free Speech. And I encourage you to join us, become a free member at citizensforfreespeech.org uh, because we're, we're in the fight of our lives here. All right, let's bring in Christina now. Christina Hagan is a former Ohio state representative. She joins us every Friday at this time for commentary and reaction to the latest news of the day. Christina, good to have you back. How are you? 
Hey, Bob, I am well, uh, but as usual, continually, increasingly more mortified, but also motivated to get out and fight and protect our rights. Um, we're seeing people steamrolled left and right here this week and just uh, intense and unbelievable overreach by the federal government and their bureaucracies. So I'm ready to talk. Yeah, it is all of those things, and I, too, am mortified, which is a combination of mortified and motivated. Yes, I'm with you. Uh, it is No, because, you know, you're right. You're right to be mortified, and, uh, and I hope we are ready for the fight and, and ready to undertake it. Let's start with employees' rights. Uh, as, you put, uh, as you put it, Christina, being obliterated by new vaccine mandates, the latest announcement this morning was United uh, uh, Air, the, uh, the, uh, one of the largest airlines in the world. United has mandated that all of their American employees get vaccinated or lose their jobs. This is probably not going to stop with United. They, uh, they, you know, There's a domino effect here. It's probably going to move on to American and Delta and whatever else in the Southwest that there are. Uh, and we are already seeing this in a number of other private businesses um, telling employees, if you want to keep your job, you will indeed surrender your medical freedom to the state and take their required jab. Go ahead, Christina. Yeah, I mean, Tyson, United, Disney, um, counting countless businesses and all non-medical. Um, and, you know, even more disturbing, our frontline, the same people that we have enshrined as heroes over the last year that have been willing to go into the thick of this, into the unknown, fight for us, uh, be willing to die for us. Our hospital workers, nine hospitals have mandated this in the last 72 hours. Um, some with weeks' notice, some with uh, less than a month's notice, some almost instantaneously, that they will be forced against their will as a term of employment to accept the vaccine. Uh, this is this is alarming on so many levels, and I think that every American needs to stand up and ask the questions uh, that are necessary about data and about our rights. Uh, there's a reason that the Civil Rights Act of 1964 was passed, and now is a good time to brush up on it. Title Seven. Religious and medical exemptions will be key and crucial to every single employee in this state, in this country, that are being steamrolled by their employer. And I urge each one of them not to rely on your employer's exemptions, forms, and policies as they're easily crafted to be able to deny them, seeing as they bear no civil rights code language. Go directly to the laws that have been crafted to protect you. Utilize those, utilize groups like the Ohio Advocates for Medical Freedom. Go to their website. Uh, start lighting up your legislators. And, you know, I recall days when I was in the legislature where employers uh, were impeding employees, were changing uh, their labor agreements, and our phones did not stop ringing. That matters. You need to call your legislator unrelentingly. So write them, call them, email them. Have every member of your family standing up for your rights because right now people's livelihoods are on the line. I've watched people close, near, and dear to me um, as they're already mourning the potential loss of their jobs because of their rights being violated by their employer to inject something that has no long-term testing, uh, no current safety measures that have actually been met for all of their vaccines that are released. This is something that is not not a proven inoculation. It's an immunotherapy. It does not protect us or prevent the transmission or getting this virus, um, people need to stand up. I mean, Biden has gone crazy. De Blasio has gone crazy. All these people are crazy. And all of the employers, I kind of, I'm taking the position, um, similar to many that have been infringed upon in the past with the flu vaccine, 
in terms of employment, that this discriminatory practice is taking place in our medical system. They are the front line. Right now, the federal government workers are the front line. If everybody caves, this is going to be on the doorstep of every American employee. So it's Um, more important now than ever to stand up. Let me jump into part of that because I liked your advice. Don't rely on their form uh, as it pertains to making a request for a medical or a religious exemption uh, because, as you said, they can be crafted in a way that they can easily deny it. Do you know anything specific, uh, Christina, like what medical exemptions would be acceptable in most circumstances, things that perhaps the employers don't want you to know how how you would have to request that? All I can recommend is that you get an attorney and you lawyer up. Um, Title VII, Religious and Medical Exemptions, there's your language, plainly written in the United States Code. That's what you need to refer on. That's what you need to weave through your exemption. And what I'll tell you is I've seen medical exemptions denied that were written and crafted by an employee's physician. So their their own doctor, their own family doctor that watched them be injured by a vaccine. Um, crafting language, having that denied by hospital boards. So this is serious. Get an attorney. Also, the the reason I asked that before you continue, the reason I asked that, Christina, is because I had a friend who, now this wasn't an employee situation, it was a college student situation, which we all know is is, is, uh, extraordinarily dire as well. Students being told, you can't come back to campus unless you have the jab. One student that I know, a student of a uh, child of a friend, um, put in for a medical exemption on allergies and literally did have allergies. They didn't even ask for right. proof, though. They just said, okay, uh, that's good enough, and they got cleared. So there are some well, things you can good. say, yeah, it is good. It's a good sign. I, you know, It makes me wonder how many of these businesses and uh, you know universities, colleges, and so on and so forth really, truly are convinced that this is necessary and how many of them are just going with the flow because they don't want to have to answer you know, the critics. They don't, want to, they don't want to be canceled, et cetera. They don't want to be accused of not taking it seriously. But you wonder how many of them take it as seriously as it appears when they're willing to just say, okay, good, you've got an exemption, you're clear, you're clear, you're clear. I wonder how that is. It will depend on the arbiter of that decision-making. And in the hospital setting, what I've witnessed is there is a there is a stern opposition to those who wish to exercise their personal freedoms on this issue, whether they have preconceived and known autoimmune disorders or medical markers. In many cases, those are denied. Uh, and it's been heartbreakingly so to watch and observe that be the case through the years. So I would just, you know, recommend, yes, in some cases, you can submit your religious or medical exemption, and you will be left alone. Um, but in many cases, I mean, we need to look at the world today. Look what's happening in New York City. Look what the federal government is saying about being a leader, uh, a global leader of inoculation for the rest of the world. This is not going to be going away anytime quickly. And just because we might be able to put a Band-Aid on it for 24 hours, it's going to get very serious very quickly. Yeah, I want to get to the de Blasio thing in New York City, but real fast, because I think I accidentally cut you off as you were about to say, make them fire you. Don't just preemptively quit if they tell you you're going to have to take the vaccine because now you lose leverage. If they fire you and it, and it is in violation, as you probably were going to say here of the Civil Rights Act, you have an actionable cause. Absolutely. American workers need to stand their ground. You know, Whatever it takes, and I've given this advice to um, people who are near and dear to me, close to my heart, um, 
you know, deal with the mask, deal with whatever it is. Do not compromise your known understanding of your own body, your own medical history. Do not compromise that. Um, do not submit to something that you know could be potentially adverse and very dangerous or fatal to you. Instead, you know, deal with deal with some of the stuff here while we work on the legislature at large to get legislation in place to protect us from these discriminatory practices that are inevitably taking place and going to take place. Deal with the nuances um, until the point of termination, but do not do not surrender your job and your livelihood to this medical tyranny. Make them fire you so you can you can get your unemployment and also so you have a means of fighting back. Let's uh, let's move into more than just being required to take the vaccine to keep your job. Now it's you are in New York, and I believe they're on the verge of doing it in L.A. You are required to take the vaccine to engage in commerce, to go into restaurants, to go into gyms, theaters, uh, 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 sports arenas, concert venues, all of these different things. Anything basically that's public and indoors, you are going to have to be vaccinated or you are locked out. And... Uh, this is this is far greater than um, than just the employee aspect of it. As serious as that is, this is basically saying you will take it or you will stay in your home and you will not be welcome anywhere. I I, I think this is a, the first step toward full on communism. Communism, communism, in my opinion. I have to think that the way employees are feeling today, the way mm-hmm. citizens in New York City are feeling today, that have their um, reasons for holding back on this shot are feeling awfully similar to Jews in Nazi Germany because our leaders are blatantly and openly saying, this is a key to New York City. This is your path. This is your ability to participate in society. And this is the first in the nation approach. This is going to be one of many and the beginning of the end if we allow for this to be permitted. De Blasio himself said, because someone is vaccinated, they can do all of the amazing things that are available in the city. And if you are vaccinated, all of that's going to be open to you. And you have the key and you can open the door. He also said, it's time for people to see vaccination as literally necessary to living a good and healthy and full life. And he followed with, if you want to participate in our society fully, you got to get vaccinated. It's time. This is scary stuff. I mean, this is like I never thought in a million years I would hear these types of discriminatory practices being openly talked about, promoted, and implemented. We should all be alarmed by these policies. And the that could easily have come from Orwell. That, if you would have read that and told me it was from Orwell, either from 1984 or uh, Animal Farm or whatever, uh, or Huxley, any of those, I would have believed it. And instead, it's de Blasio 2021. That easily could have been from any dystopian uh, uh, novel of a, of, a, of a police state future uh, that, that so many have read about. It's crazy. Crazy. 1984 is here. Vaccine segregation in full full throttle. It's happening right in front of our own eyes. And the people who are responsible for it um, are, you know, the CDC. And and this is this is an extraordinarily important point. The CDC's mission uh, initially was to study infectious diseases and report back on them. That's it. Not to establish law nor make law. They have no right what to do so whatsoever. Whatsoever, As Tucker has continually pointed out, and nobody really is talking about, the directive of the CDC is serves at the, at the whim of the president. Doesn't have to be Senate confirmed. Doesn't have to be elected. It is an appointed position and 
thus is a political arm. You want to keep your job, do what I tell you to do, uh, report what I tell you to report. Um, and this political arm now has taken on the responsibility of making law. When they made the determination, again, probably at the behest of Joe Biden and his, his, uh, his minions, when they made the determination that landlords don't deserve to get paid for renting their private property out to other people, um, in complete, uh, defiance of a Supreme Court, not a ruling, but a Supreme Court, a Supreme Court, uh, response, uh, to the question of constitutionality, said this is not constitutional unless it is, it is passed by the Congress. Um, when they did that, they they suddenly became one of, if not the most powerful entities in the country, because we are living in the middle of a fear panic or or a, or a, a, a fear pandemic. Rather, we're we're more afraid, I think, of of what the government is going to do to us than we are of COVID nineteen. So, your thoughts on that? My thoughts are Walensky was never elected to anything and that our United States senators, our congressmen, our elected officials have a supreme responsibility to us to pass laws. And SCOTUS has said that this is not constitutional for them to, you know, it's been discussed for the last several months that it's been in place with moratorium on convictions mm-hmm. um, and SCOTUS ruled that it is. Uh, unconstitutional, and then Biden, with the kahunas that he has, goes on air and says, yeah, we know it's not legal, we know it doesn't pass uh, constitutional scrutiny, but we're just going to do it anyway. And who's going to stop them? I mean, Maxine Waters is on her Twitter basically saying, yes, well, it doesn't matter, we're going to do it no matter what, and no one can stand in our way. Pelosi stands up and says the same thing. We've got Walensky running the CDC and now running and governing the country without our authority to do so, without any legal right to do so. Um, I'm watching our she faces no re- She faces no repercussions because she's not elected. There, it's crazy. There's zero repercussion. I mean, the woman can say anything and there is zero accountability. I mean, she was on CNN a week ago talking about the Delta variant and saying one in 10 or one in 20 fully vaccinated people are seeing a breakthrough infection when really on their own website, their own data that they collected said one in 25,000 um, symptomatic people exist in that population. So there's, right. there's no truth. There's no, there's nothing for Americans to hold on to or look to or use as a guide. We basically have to accept that there is no one there to protect us. They own the FBI. They own every federal agency. Um, Republicans have no control at this point of them taking over and operating in a completely totalitarian fashion in this country. And they're doing so with personal property rights. And before we know it, every middle class person who owns a property which they have used for the good of serving others and providing housing will be crushed because their mortgages are due and they have no means to pay for them. And we will see a national conglomerate of housing in this country that is owned and dictated by the government. We are heading on the fast track yeah. to socialism. It is an end. Well, it's more than socialism. I think it's full on Marxism. Marxism demands the ab- abolition of private property, and it is now underway. Christina Hagen are articulated perfectly. Thank you so much. We appreciate your time. As always, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Bob. All right, 10.53 now. We'll take our final time out and come back on AM Okay, 1057. I've only got time for a couple of real short ones here, so we'll do it with Tom and Medina first. Hey, Tom, thanks for waiting. You're on the air. Go ahead, sir. 
hey Bob, I'd like to I'd like to hear you uh, mention the on Mike Lindell, whose his website is frankspeech.com. dot com. Mm-hmm. His cyber symposium is August tenth through twelfth. That'll be streamed live on frankspeech.com. dot com. And uh, you know that's do you are you familiar with that at all? I am indeed. Yes. Okay. Well, if people want to learn more about Mike Lindell, you can go to rumble and search for michael Lindell, and there's a lot of people interviewing him and you can uh get what other people's opinion are all people you need to know about, about mike Lindell. Lindell, my friend all and thank you for the call tom and for making a story all you need to know about mike Lindell is that the left is attacking him with a frenzy that they had reserved previously only for donald trump they hate him so much they call him stupid. They think he's an idiot. They think he's still on crack. You know, the whole from crack to CEO, blah, blah, blah. They hate him, which means he's doing something right. That's the reality of the situation. Mike Lindell is doing something right. All right. That's all the time that I have. I apologize. I can't get to any more calls. I do want to say this. I'm not joking. I'm thinking of hosting an antibodies party. I'm going to see if Rob Walgate wants to get in and others in Northeast Ohio to call attention to those with natural immunity. Mask-free, vax-free, antibody party only. Are you in? We'll talk about it next week. Thanks to everybody for being a part of the show today. Have a great weekend. Be safe and be free. We'll see you. Bye-bye.